Today's episode is all about Lens of Love, my new transformative photography offering, but it is not to simply be like, here's my offering, come buy it. There's a couple things that I think are available to you in this episode. And the first one is kind of where you can relate to my journey and just the journey of women in general around our bodies and seeing our bodies in photos, our relationships with our bodies, the way that we feel we need to look in photos, how we show up, uh, what it can keep us from, and just the places that we feel a lot of restriction around our physical appearance and our physical appearance in images. And I think that you may find that not only can you relate to a lot, but maybe some things can start to loosen for you. And maybe you can relax around some of these really intense thoughts that you may have around your physical appearance, as well as being in pictures. Um, Yes, this episode, you may also be listening and go, I think Lens of Love is for me. I think I would like to participate in it. And that'd be incredible. And uh, there's links in the show notes, and I'll give you links as we go through here. Um, It's just lizahippler.com backslash lens of love if you're local to Nashville, but you don't have to be local. You can also gather a group of friends, coworkers, um, retreat members, and I can come to you. So that's pretty cool. And the third thing that I really think is available here that I love to do in my podcast with general in general with other guests is really helping to give you some inspiration on how to embrace your gifts, like gifts that you may not have seen as related, that things that you may not have seen could work together before, and really maybe trying to think about them differently and think about, you know, how can I combine these in a really unique way to create something that is a -a one-of-a-kind way to serve others and help the world that only I can do with my my special mix of what I have to offer uh, because that's that's definitely what's coming together for me inside of Lens of Love. And that was definitely a focus this year was kind of like feeling very much like I had these two parts of me and how can I bring them together? And we're going to get into all that in just a moment. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. Hello all, I'm Liza Hippler, host of this here Create Beautifully podcast. And if you've been around for a while, you know that I am a photographer, that I do a lot of brand photography, specifically working mainly with women entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, meaning it's just kind of them or maybe a small team. I've worked with families for a long time as well, and I have recently started branching out more into kind of soulful portraiture and um, really expanding this idea of healing using photographs of the self. So let me get into a little bit of the story of Lens of Love and kind of what I was looking to do specifically this year. So earlier this year, I I think for a while actually, I very much felt like There are these two parts of me, and they both feel very much like I have something to offer. So my photography, my skills as a photographer, and then this other piece of me that has been, you know, I'm I'm 44, and I would say I was reading books that were kind of spiritually and self-growth related when I was like 12 and 13. Um, I really remember kind of starting to delve into stuff that was like, why do people work the way they work when I was 16? So around about 30 years of a intentional journey, just the continual kind of unfolding of myself, the peeling, the layers of the onion, 
you know, you think you've figured something out and all of a sudden you peel something off and you're like, whoa, that's not even what I thought it was. <laughs> and um, just really a lot of personal growth, spiritual growth, bringing that to just the people around me and and my my passion for that, my passion for growth, my passion for healing, my passion for like, you don't have to be stuck where you are. There is always a way to heal. There is always a path forward. And that is pretty awesome and magical that we are kind of given that. And it was, if we're talking kind of specifically putting myself out there in business, right? So Instagram and just Instagram newsletters, just kind of talking about stuff. It would always be photography and it started to feel weird in two ways. It was like, well, I have this other side of me that meditates and does yoga and tries things like tea ceremonies and subconscious heal and release session and follows my astrology, right? And I was like, I can't figure out how to talk about both of these things, but they both feel very important and two huge pieces of who I am between photography and just my love of it. I've been shooting since I was 13. Um, so around the same time, which is very interesting. I do. I, it's funny. I do find a lot on when I talk to guests that a lot of times our gifts and our passions show up in kind of the preteen and early, early teen years. If you really look, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, and that's when both of mine did for sure. And it took a long time to really kind of be like, oh, I think those are my things. <laughs> I think those are for me. Um, but I know uh, I started to feel a while ago that like family photography is, it, it's, it can be beautiful. And I, I, I love kids. <laughs> I do love working with kiddos. And I do love helping moms feel relaxed and kind of let go and be like, it's okay. No one's perfect. Your kids don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. And I always have that message behind it. Um, but it, it hasn't been as personally fulfilling. And so I've moved into the past few years in brand photography, which also hits on just kind of my love for ideas, uh, creativity, creative problem solving. I love new businesses. I love business ideas. Uh, I'm a big tech, like techie kind of nerd. I love, st I just, I can just geek out with people all day long with like ideas and, and bringing things to life. So that, that mixed that in as well. And that was, that's been really exciting and fun to get to know people and to hear their stories as to how they got to where they are and what they're doing. Um, and then, and, uh, and then it felt like behind the scenes, I was always talking to people, whether it be my brand clients who would come to me and say, I don't really like photos or it feels weird to invest in myself. Uh, it feels weird to pay for photos and put them on a website and put myself out there. And it doesn't, and, and they would just come to me with a lot of reservations about either just general confidence and feeling like they were, had the permission to put themselves out there in, in, a, in a new business or to even get photos of themselves or to just be like, I know I need photos, but I feel uncomfortable and I don't know. And I was like, man, we're really, so many women are really just stopping themselves by either feeling maybe their voice isn't allowed in this space or they're, they're not enough to be allowed in, in the space of entrepreneurship or, you know, they're just too concerned about the way they look to show up for it. And so behind the scenes, I mean, I was, I, I, half of what I do, and I think a lot of photographers would probably agree with me, I think half of what I do is really like, I, uh, not just building people up, because I don't, I don't think that's all that I do. Like, of course I build people up, but I also really try to help them have even a small paradigm shift of something that's going to fundamentally change the way they feel around their worth around putting themselves out there in terms of their business or, you know, in terms of how they see themselves in a photo, right? And so looking at a photo and not thinking like, oh, that's just me being ugly, <laughs> but more looking at a photo that's like that woman in that photo, she's 
she's got what it takes. Like, she's going to crush this. And and really shifting that so when they look at their photos, it's like, oh, there she is. There's the there's that power. There's there's that drive. There's that ability. Um, you know, whatever whatever she needs to see that is not this negative thing. I did a lot of that behind the scenes, and and I'm always doing that stuff in my own life. I'm always kind of questioning, like, okay, where am I stuck? Why am I stuck? Why can't I move through this? Whether it be in parenting, as a wife. Uh, as a business owner, as, um, you know, just someone who wants to show up consistently, like just as a woman, like there's so many things that I'm always going, interesting, what's that? Like, interesting, what's that? How can I work with it? And I, I work with myself in a myriad of ways. Um, I'm always trying different things. Uh, I go back to some things regularly to try to open up space. And so it really just started to feel like Okay, I've got this photography side and that feels like a gift. And it was interesting because it didn't feel like a gift for a long time. And maybe you're in a similar boat. Like maybe maybe there's something that you're naturally good at that you haven't actually named as an incredible gift to be immensely grateful for. And it was actually a friend of mine, I think even just as recently as like a year and a half ago or so, Um. I'm in this friend group and we were kind of talking about, I don't know, all our different stuff. And I was sharing some photos that I've taken. And one of my friends was like, you know, I I don't have a talent like this. Like I would love to have a talent just kind of like this. And it struck me. And I think because, and I think this can happen with a lot of us, you know, because I'm a photographer, I follow a lot of photographers. I'm in photographer groups on Facebook. So it can feel like there's there are a ton of us. And there are. Like there's a ton of photographers in the world, right? But sometimes it can feel like, oh, everyone is a photographer. And then when my friend said that, I was like, oh, yeah. Like even just in my friend group, I'm the only one with this skill. And if I really even think about just like, my neighbors, for example. Like, there's another photographer on my street. She's also very talented, so we both have that skill. And we are and we still show up inside of our skill differently. And then if I think about my entire, like, subdivision, which is like 1,400 homes, I think there's probably a couple photographers in here. And we're all differently skilled. But, like, just the percentage-wise, if I think about what like the ability that I have to see and to take photos and not just to see like light and shadow and work with that but to also see people and and I it's like I can see like how their inner world is being manifested in their bodies and in their eyes and in their body language um and I can capture a lot of it and and I really started to kind of be like oh this is really a gift and I think I I think I was I was kind of throwing it to the side for a while I think um I was trying to find something that I could do that I could hang my hat on so Enneagram you know like I'm going to be an Enneagram teacher if you guys have heard the uh my earlier episodes it was like later this year I will be an Enneagram teacher and like no it's not that's not actually I don't think on my path, I love having that training and I reference the Enneagram regularly and it's been a huge piece in terms of understanding myself and understanding other people and also in me being able to sit with other people's stories and other people's experiences more with more presence and awareness and more ability to hold space. So that's been awesome, but like I that's not for me. Um, okay, side note, I have incense going that I just bought the other day and it is really smoking up my office, like more so than other incense. It's frankincense and it's tomorrow's the first day of December. So I felt frankincense was like a really kind of seasonally appropriate <laughs> scent. Uh, but I'm kind of hoping my, my smoke alarm doesn't go off. Okay. Back to, back to a regular scheduled program. Um, and good, the incense threw me off and now I don't know where I was. Um, 
so so really kind of taking this and and realizing it was a gift and I was kind of like wow I have this skill and maybe maybe you're in your car right now or wherever you're listening and you're starting to think of something that maybe you've kind of taken for granted or maybe you've put it to the side or maybe there's something that you're naturally good at that you haven't thought about or touched in years or decades and maybe you need to realize that it's a fucking gift and it is for you and you've been like divinely given this gift and I really started to feel like that as a photographer and and there are things that I you know always always things that I can still learn as a photographer and people who I always feel are like oh you're just so much better than me I'll, I'll never be that good and I know that what I have to offer now I know that I will grow as a photographer and I know that I'm good enough now to really offer beautiful things and so when it was really like this is a gift and I love it I think that's another really big key to our gifts I think I think we are programmed to enjoy them and if you have a gift that you really don't like you may be using it wrong because I don't think we're given things that we are naturally amazing at and then programmed or like pre-designed to hate them. Um, I think maybe if you don't like it, you may just be using it in the wrong capacity and the wrong setting and the wrong environment. Um, but your gifts are there for you and they're there for to, to just light you up as well as be a way to serve others. So really embracing this gift has been really big for me. And then really kind of looking at like, okay, I, I have this other piece where I really uh, I really love to work on spiritual growth, to work on personal growth, and I love to bring that to other people. I'll just bring it naturally. I mean, people talk to me. This one lady was randomly talking. This one 26-year-old the other day in the spa was just talking to me about how she had to go confront her mom about these things about her stepdad. And it was really intense. And she started talking. And I just I bring my healing there. I bring it to strangers. I bring it to friends. Um, sometimes I probably uh, bring it a little too much, maybe to my husband, <laughs> to my family, to my kids. They're like, shut up. Um, but it's available. And I've realized that just, you know, you don't go through 30 years of, of delving into yourself and and what makes people tick and how to work it and not have something that not only you can offer, but that you, that you want to offer. So... I was really kind of just sitting in like, dear God, like God, universe, just help me, help point me in the right direction. And around the same time, um, you can go back and you can listen to my my episode about my breast implant journey. And so this February had been two years since I explanted. And you can go and, and find out about my healing, which has been just physically like not 100% ideal. And I really started to feel the beginning of this year, some things happened and I was really triggered around my own physical appearance. And January, February, and into March, I was really feeling like I got, I have to do something like I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't be like this flat chested. I can't feel this. Like, I feel like people are judging me. I don't feel like and I, I, I think I think the thoughts that I think that I was thinking about needing to change my appearance, I think happened to a lot of people, a lot of a lot of women. And I think it can feel it feels very constricting. And at least for me, it almost felt like I can't let people see me until I I change this. I've got to figure this out. I need to solve this. I need to get surgery. Uh, I was uh, I didn't want implants again. I knew that. But I was considering like a fat transfer to just kind of like fill some things out. And it was literally, it reminded me of when I when I got them in, when I got implants in, which very much felt like I need to do, I need to make this change. I need to make this change. People can't see me like this. They can't see me like this. Um and in, in my journey of the first half of this year, I really, really started to realize how, how that was and how many of us have reactions that are 
like societally based reactions and not soul created responses. So we're moving through society, looking at, you know, models and movies and commercials and Instagram, Pinterest. Oh my God. Like everywhere. We just see the image of basically an ideal body. And we really, really have internalized for decades. Like that's how I have to look. That's how I have to look. That's how I have to look. And and I think we really assume, we assume when we have the thought, like, I don't look like that, you know, or I don't like my body, my face, whatever, our obvious reaction is, therefore, I change my body. Don't like my body, change my body. Makes 100% sense, right? Yes, it sure does, because that's what we're taught. But that is not going to have any type of permanent lasting change onto our own autonomy, our own sovereignty, our own self-esteem, sense of self, our own relationship to our own power and strength and courage. Now, I'm sure there are some situations where I I don't want to say like, you know, I don't want to do a blanket, like don't ever get surgery. Um, you know, I think there are, are situations where a minor shift can just be like really huge. But I think ultimately for most people, even if we get surgery or, or inpatient things or Botox or whatever it is, like no matter what we age, we age and we change. We age and our bodies change. We gain weight, we lose weight, we gain more weight. We get more wrinkles. We lose elasticity. Like our bones break down, our muscles break down, our eyesight break down. Like you can't, you can't run from change. Like the only thing certain is change, right? Like we've all heard that quote before. The only thing certain is change. And if we're continually just changing our bodies because we think, we need to change them to look like something or we need to or because we think we need to change them in order to feel a certain way in order to feel our own worth that is a lie we do not need to change our bodies in order to find our own worth power groundedness and sovereignty and in sitting in this feeling earlier this year, the first three months of this year of, of that feeling again of like, I've got to change. I can't let people see me like this. I really started to ask myself and I'd never really, really fully asked myself this. I was like, all right, Liza, what is it about boobs? What is it? What, what are you, what power are you giving boobs? Like what, like, what are you making boobs mean that you are so, so gripped, gripped on the idea of needing to change now. And I really started to just think back and think, think of the ways that I had seen boobs. And yes, yes, they are related to femininity and softness and feeding our children, right? And that, and that's big, right? Because, oh, what now it's like, I don't get to be feminine. <laughs> I don't get to be soft and feminine and nourishing. Um, but then I really realized that one of the biggest things that I was associating bigger boobs with um, was power. I think a lot of times in movies, we see how for sure boobs have power over men. They have power over other women. They, uh, they have power. They can control people, right? Uh, We think about women uh, with cleavage a certain way. You know, men can control themselves around women with big boobs, right? It's, they're like these like hypnotist watches is how I was really seeing them. And they're portrayed like that. And I think in certain instances, people give them that power. Like, I don't think that is an inaccurate assessment of them. Um, I think that's how they can be in, in certain situations and for people. But when I really saw that clearly, that not only was, not only was I assigning them that much power, I was making 
the fact that I have such, that I, you know, in my, in my twenties had such a small chest and now have basically like nothing. I was making it mean like, I don't have power or I don't have a right to power or I don't have access to power. And I had this huge revelation that was like, oh fuck, (laughs) that is really incorrect and so backward and so fucked up. Like, sure, if I could snap my fingers and have some bigger boobs, that'd be fun. I'd be in. I'd do it. But do I need to give away my power? Do I need to make my voice small? Do I need to pull back from my life or feel less sexy or or keep my message from getting out there or feel like I can't be in a room as a full, powerful female? No. No. I was giving way too much to this. I was giving away way too much power to the point that I was considering cutting myself open in several places again. This realization alone created so much space. That whole like gripping feeling that I had about like, I can't go anywhere. I can't let anyone see me like this. It completely vanished. And it was so interesting because it was in this space that opened up and it literally just felt spacious. And instead of a contraction, there was an expansion. And it was in here that the idea for Lens of Love showed up. I remember sending my friends a message on Marco Polo in, I think, early April. And I was like, hey, guys, (laughs) I have an idea. I was like, what about combining photography and meditation and really kind of making the goal to really address how many women are just uncomfortable with themselves in photos. And it can go from anything to like, yeah, I guess I find myself acceptable in photos. Like I can take a photo to be with my family, but I don't really like it. All the way to like, I feel like I want to vomit when I see a photo of myself. And that, that's so sad. That is so sad to me that we can have that reaction to this body that we were given in this lifetime to do the work that we're that we're here to do like literally it's like look at your arms like these are the arms that hug the ones you love like these are the legs that you know walk you into places you know if you um if you're able-bodied um these are the eyes that let you see like this is the brain that lets you think of your ideas like the this is your tool like this is your ultimate tool and for us to just so fully reject the way that it looks or the way that it feels it's just really it's really sad and that's not to say that maybe we don't want to make healthier choices and take care of this tool in really beautiful ways but to just think like I have to I've got to pay a surgeon to cut it to pieces, to change it, because there's something in me that doesn't feel lovable or acceptable or worthy if I don't change this. And there's so many factors in in, in there, and I won't go into all of them, but like, that's so intense. That's so intense. And it's so sad to me. And it feels like just this huge unfair piece of bullshit that women in general I'm not saying men experience this too but I'm going to talk specifically about women but like that women in general have just kind of subconsciously taken on and it has just fucked with our power and our sense of self and our ability to radically love ourselves and also our ability to just radically love others and accept others and the difference in others and find that unique and special and inspiring and so it was it as i really started to form the idea of lens of love it again you know specifically kind of came out of just how many women entrepreneurs i've worked with 
who come to the table and they're like, okay, I need brand photos, but I don't really like myself in photos or I feel really awkward in front of the camera or I never know what to do with myself and I'm not really a fan or I don't feel like I should even put money into this. Uh, but I also kind of feel like I should, but I feel bad for it. Um, you know, it's that's like, that's a really intense reaction. And and I was like, okay, oh my gosh, I think I think I'm seeing how I can take these two gifts and passions of mine and put them together. And as I started to spend the next few weeks kind of asking people like, how would you feel about this? How do you feel about yourself in photos? How do you feel, you know, how do you feel about your body? And man, you want to get a conversation going with any, any female anywhere. Just what is your relationship with your body is just start with that question. And you could just talk forever. Um, and, and I started to be like, okay, I can use some of my visualizations. You know, some of you have done, I've got my meditation out that, that helps you find your word of the year. And I've led guided meditations for groups of friends and things. And I love leading guided visualizations. I find them profound and powerful. And the things that have shown up for me inside of, inside of this kind of like imaginal realm, it's kind of like, kind of like the psyche meets dreaming meets the universe meets your soul <laughs> it's like that's how impactful a really good guided visualization can be and I was like I'm I'm pretty good at leading those and coming up with those and if if we kind of explore what like if we could use that realm of our of our consciousness, of our psyche to access the way that we feel about our bodies and the way that we see ourselves externally, right? In in a photo, when we look at ourselves from the outside, you know, can, can we do some healing work around that? And then can I combine my photography experience and the way that I can see, see people's kind of experience in their bodies and the way that I feel like I can capture it? Like, if I can combine all these things, like, I feel like this could be pretty powerful and this could be pretty cool and and it's definitely a hundred percent in my wheelhouse and a really cool way of of putting things together um and that's really kind of how lens of love came to be and so i really had the idea in april and i did i did kind of like the beta version trial version portfolio version at the end of june and i had eight women eight beautifully amazing women who were just like, I'm not really sure what to expect, but something about this, my body is having like a yes, yes, do this, yes, do this response. And it was really interesting to go through it because it taught me even more about what lens of love is. And I hit a point where I was like, I've, I've, uh, philosophized is that a, what's that the word I'm looking for is that a word philosophized I've thought enough about like what it might be and what it might mean to people and to women and I need to just do it I need to I need to do it so that I can talk about it and um again we did it at the end of June uh I had a videographer there which possibly was one of the best choices I've ever made in my business I think and you can see that video um, by Kate Tran who was just incredible if you're looking for a video and you're local to Nashville I cannot recommend Kate Tran enough uh, but you can see that video at lizahipplercom slash lens of love and it will give you a more visual and visceral taste of kind of what to expect from lens of love um, but it was really interesting because even after after Lens of Love and after I was processing it and after I sat with all the women individually on Zoom and kind of heard their feedback and what it was like, it was really interesting to me because each woman really got something different. And I think I was I think I was kind of expecting that a lot of them would come out with a similar reaction. But I really realized like it's just where you are in your journey and how how an experience hits you and so everyone got something different some some were very profound and shifting and some you know were at a point in their journey where it was kind of like I I 
some, you know, like some photos I felt uncomfortable, but some I really thought there she is. And ultimately I realized like a photo was not like the weight that I've been putting on a photo is not like worth the, like the heaviness. And I'm not as concerned about showing up in photos. And some people were like, uh, really reflected back to me where I am in this huge body journey. And uh, one of one of the reactions that I really, really loved was um, a black woman who came and I was really, really immensely grateful to her for being there. And, you know, her reaction, the first thing she said to me is, I'm not often in spaces where I see women who don't look like me being this vulnerable. And it was really cool because by the end of it, she was like, I just, I'm really just realizing like just how we're all human. Like we're just all human and it can be easy for me to forget that. Um, and that's another thing that I, that, that I was really excited that Lens of Love was doing. And so actually every single one of them just said how important the group, the group part of it was and how comfortable they felt and how it just really seemed to normalize like, okay, I'm not the only one who thinks these things. And there are, you know, there are people that society would consider, you know, that society would label, you know, oh, you're so cute and pretty. And they were in the room just as like, just as concerned about how they show up in photos and not being able to look at themselves. And it doesn't matter what you look like. (laughs) It doesn't matter. We all have this some type of story about our bodies, our aging, you know, whatever it is. And it can all be healed and it can be healed time and time again in this kind of spiral. So it's not like one lens of love and it's like, oh yeah, but like, it's like one one lens of love and that's it. It's like we can we can repeatedly use it. And this is one of the things I really realized kind of afterward is this power of, of what I've now labeled as external self-witnessing. So we are always witnessed by other people, right? We go outside, other people see us. We go to the grocery store, other people see us. Our family sees us, our friends see us, our coworkers see us, everyone's seeing us. And, you know, our experience of us is, you know, we can see our arms, we can kind of see our nose, we can see kind of like our chest downward, we can't see a whole lot of what's behind us, we can't see the back of our heads, and we can't see our faces. (laughs) We can't see our eyeballs. We can't see our eyes unless we're looking in a mirror or at a photo of ourselves. It's the only, or, you know, a video, right? The only way we get to externally from the outside see ourselves or witness ourselves. And it's interesting because we might have people say to us something like, wow, you like, there's such a change in you. I, I, I feel such a lightness from you or more joy or, or even like, gosh, this must be such a hard season. You seem distant. You seem whatever. Like I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in whatever, you know, and they're saying these things because they're witnessing us from the outside. And we don't really take the time to witness ourselves. And we're all on a journey. And you may in this season be on a, 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 a leg of your journey that feels really hard, that maybe feels confusing. You might feel lost. You might be in part of your journey where you're starting to kind of see the light come out of the woods. You might be in a part of your journey that, where you've just been soaring for a while and you just feel incredible. And we've never really, aside from like, Aside from people in the photography world who I know who are incredible self-portrait artists and who use it as a practice not only to witness themselves but to to play with their creativity as well, outside of that, I really don't know when people are just like, I think I'm going to book a photo shoot to, to honor where I am in my journey and to use photos as a tool for me to look at and try to learn something about what I see in my eyes, what I see in my posture, what I see in my physical self-expression. Like what what can I learn from these photos in a photo shoot that's specifically designed to just honor where I am and reflect back to me where I am and see if what I'm feeling on the inside is matching what I'm seeing on the outside. Because there can be such this kind of cognitive dissonance between like how we feel about ourselves, 
whether we feel kind of down on ourselves or whether we feel this beautiful healing. And then we see a photo and we might think like, oh, wow, I look more powerful than I thought, or I look better than I thought, or I look uh, you know, stronger, or I look more beautiful than I thought, whatever it is. Or you know, the opposite can be true. Sometimes we feel like we're kind of healing, but we still have an issue looking at ourselves in photos. This is one of the women who came to um, the initial lens of love who, ha- who had this. And she's, she's like, I've been doing all this healing, and yet it's still really hard for me to look at a photo of myself. It was really, it's really interesting. And everyone's story, everyone came in with a a different personal story with their bodies, with their appearance in photos, where they were, their willingness to get something out of this, their willingness to see things, to show up differently. Because I kind of ask everyone to show up a little bit differently. I can kind of see comfort zones and I specifically ask people to step out of them. Because I think that's where we have something to learn. I think that's where, I think it's the things that we're not comfortable with are the things that we've tucked away. And I, I want to bring those things to light. And I challenge people. And some people are like, that felt really awkward. I'm like, well, okay, fair enough. Like it felt awkward, but like, what's there to learn? You know? Um, and then some people are like, I love that you gave me that permission to do that. I had someone who's just um, in the first lens of love who really it just, she's amazing. She's a businesswoman and she's fantastic and smiles and happy. And like, you just want to be around her. She's incredible. She's, she's pours, just pours love into people just verbally. And she's got like a conference and she's incredible and amazing. And she sat in front of me and smiled as she normally does her gorgeous, unbelievable, unbelievably charismatic, kind, compassionate smile. And I was like, no, we're not going to (laughs) smile. We are going to explore whatever it is in there that says you have to smile all the time. And we're going to give you permission to just fucking not. And if you watch uh, the video, you can kind of see her and she's like, it gave me permission to really show up in a different way. And she found it really, really kind of healing. And it just started to open something up, right? Just make her aware of something, open something up. Like, what, like you know, when we, when we play against the default, um, it's like when I was in acting school, like when I was training as an acting, we talk, a, it, they would talk a lot about, um, I forget the exact phrase. I'm sure there are actors out there who are going to be like, this is the phrase. But it was basically playing against the obvious. So... For example, you go in for an audition and, you know, it's like, mm, this cereal is incredible. Nom, 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 nom. It's like, you know, if it's if it's not a commercial, if we're playing like a dramatic film or something, it's like, well, the opposite might be like, oh, this cereal is incredible. Yeah, it's, I guess, yeah, blah. like you're playing the opposite, right? And I'm fascinated by that because I'm fascinated by what's in there. Like, what can we uncover? Like, what is in the dirt? that's so juicy that you've just been hiding. And it's interesting because it's not like, I, I, I think, I think, I think as Lens of Love evolves and in, you know, for those who do like the year long program, which is one shoot a quarter, uh, there'll be different types of shoots. So some will really be like, let's look into this piece and let's, let's find what's hiding there. Let's, I see what you want to do and I'm going to ask you to do some different things and let's see what comes up for you. Let's see where your resistance is. Let's see where you're containing your self-expression. Let's see where the shadow is that you, that you're maybe afraid to look at and let's make it really safe to look at it and let's see where it might be holding you back and where, where embracing the shadow could actually expand who you are and what you had have to offer the world just exponentially. And then I think there's going to be other shoots that are just going to be like, this is just going to be some powerful fucking shit. And we're just going to show up in all of who we are. And these photos are just going to be straight fire. And some, you know, some lens of loves, I think are going to kind of be like, oh my gosh, like this is showing me some stuff that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. And then some are going to be like, this is the most powerful I've ever felt. 
And, and I'm really excited about playing with those different things. So so kind of, as I mentioned, if you're curious, like you can do a one-off Lens of Love. And again, right now, these are local to Nashville. I am available for travel if you wanted to book a group, uh, your own group somewhere. Um, I can also bring it to your retreat if you want to add it to a retreat. Um, but you can do a one-off and that will tell you something right there about where you are in your journey, a reflection. And there's also guided... Um, guided ways to work with your photos and we meet afterward and this is something new this is something that we did not do in the first one that we're going to do in the future which is we're going to be meeting two weeks afterward on zoom and that's when the photos will be revealed and we're really going to get into what is your initial reaction and the part of you like what parts of you are looking at your photos right are you are you only letting the critical part of you come online and have a say in what it sees? Or can we also find the loving parts, the compassionate parts, right? The higher self, the higher self-led parts. Can we find those and ask them to come in as well? Uh, so I think that's going to be really interesting and wild. And we'll be able to hear the other women in the group give their feedback for each other. And I'm so excited about that. I'm really excited about what this can do, but I, I just think that like, I just think too, just having a photo and being able to externally self-witness and look at, oh my gosh, I never knew. I, I don't think people really fully, unless you've had a selfie practice, I don't think people, many people realize the full power and learning that and healing that can happen from even a single photo, like what you can get if you really study a photo of yourself. We don't study photos of ourselves because we hate photos of ourselves. We go, yeah, that's good. And we delete it, you know, or if we get a photo that we just love, right? Like the light is right and our chin is right and our face is right and we don't look wrinkly. You know, we love it. We love it. And we love it because we're like, oh my gosh, look at this version of me. She's beautiful and she is beautiful, right? But it's, how do we find the beauty in all the other all the other parts? What can they teach us? I um a, a friend of mine I was following online, this guy, uh, Ryan Wiganist, I saw his Instagram. I've worked with him on some of his group experiences before, doing photos for him. And he posted something and he said that we are masters of judging and containing our self-expression. And I find that so incredible. That blew my mind. And I and it's how I see every photo. I'm like, okay, how are you judging yourself in this photo? And how are you containing whatever expression you want in this photo? Whether you want to be super creative in this picture or goofy or just joyful or sexy or sensual or playful and ridiculous with your kids. Like this expression that just wants to free flow from you and like free flow from your soul. And then there's this piece that's like, must judge and contain. No, we can't do this. Contain it. We're going to look stupid. Contain it. We're going to look like dumbasses. Contain it. We're going to look like a fool. Contain it. Contain it. You know, and we're really good at that. And Lens of Love shows us specifically where we're containing, like in our bodies, like, what parts of you are really trying to hold in the parts of you that want to bust free? And then we can get real fun and kind of look up like what, you know, we can kind of get like, okay, what's the energy that's normally in that part of the body? Like what does that part of the body govern? You know, does it govern our uh, our self-esteem, our relationships with others? Yeah, we can get, you know, I'm getting a little bit in the weeds here, but, um, you know, something like Louis, Louise Hay, Louise Hayes book. <laughs> um, you can heal your life. Like, you know, we can work with that. We can work with things like that and look up, okay, I see, I see a lot of holding in my mouth. What does that mean? I see that it's really hard for me to lift my arms up. What could it mean about like my armpits? Like, why is that a thing? And we can start to learn and heal. I just, I find it fascinating. And and I'm really excited about Lens of Love. And, and 
I'm hoping that that in this podcast, again, that you've found some places that you can relate either to my story or some of the things that I've shared from some of the women's stories who, who went through the uh, kind of beta run of Lens of Love. And maybe, maybe some things have allowed you to maybe relax or even just, or even just feel like maybe there's hope somewhere that you can get to a place of, of acceptance and possibly even love for your body and what it is here to help you do and what it has already helped you do. And maybe, maybe you're thinking that this could be for you and that would be incredible. And if you're thinking, if you're thinking maybe, 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 and if there's a part of you that's like, oh man, uh, this sounds scary, but I think the scary means it could be for me. Just go to lizahipplercom slash lens of love and just put your name on the wait list. That's all. You just get information about it. You don't just sign up for anything, but at least you're honoring that piece of you that's like, I think this might, I think there might be something here for me. Or if you're out of town and you've got a group, shoot me an email, send me a DM. Um, all my contacts info is on lizahipplercom slash lens of love. And then maybe in this too, you've started to find some inspiration for your own gifts and maybe where your gifts and your talents have felt kind of fractured. Maybe it started to, to stir some things up in the way that you can, you know, become your own little alchemist and kind of start to pour your gifts in a bowl together and mix them up and see, see what colors come out of it, you know? See what your unique expression can be. See what you have to offer this world that is uniquely yours and uniquely incredibly beautiful. So uh, yeah, that's some of my story and some of Lens of Love. If you have questions, let me know. Would love to see you on the wait list and would love to hear if this uh, episode did anything for you. Thanks all. Again, if you are looking for more information about Lens of Love, to watch that incredible video by Kate Tran and learn more about it, please, please, please go to lizahippler.com slash lensoflove. Share it with anyone who you think benefit from something like this. Get yourself on the wait list. Get other people on the wait list. Do it as a group. Because you know what, y'all? We're here to create beautifully.